Hello, Rabbi. Hello, Joe. So we were talking recently about uh, what you defined as the imposter syndrome. And it was based on a conversation where we were having where I was being, what, in my perspective, humble about my skills as an artist. And uh, you were saying that this is actually a syndrome that people have, where they do not believe that they are as good as other people think they are. Can you expand on that? Certainly. It's not so much what other people think they are. It's the person thinks that they're incapable, incompetent to do the job they've been hired to do, and that they are an imposter. Just like if I decide instead of being a rabbi, I'm going to be a pilot for one of the airlines, and I fake some credentials, and I do some other things, so I'm, I'm an imposter. I don't have the qualifications. I shouldn't be allowed to fly a plane. I shouldn't be allowed to operate a DVR or a stereo. Oh, we don't have stereos anymore. But that's beside the point, Joe. It's the idea that I am an imposter and it's a syndrome because I do have the skill and I should have the job. So it's not like my pretending to be an airline pilot as an imposter. I don't have any of the qualifications. So it's Rab not Leonardo DiCaprio. No, not when he kept doing all those different things. No, that's not it. That, but that's where it gets its name from. It's I feel not qualified and I'm going to get discovered. And the stress is incredible. And when you made a comment, you came off not as humble, but it came off as you're somewhere in the back of your mind. You have this fear that you're going to get discovered, that you really aren't as good a cartoonist as people who have hired you. And one day they're going to go, oh, my God, why did we hire this guy? And either you'll lose your job or be embarrassed or discredited. And that's the imposter syndrome. And I would challenge anyone watching or listening, think about it for a moment. It's very common that we find we doubt ourselves. But isn't it important when you doubt yourself that it, and that's part of the process of improving yourself? Don't we have a, a negative perspective on people who are so confident that they think that they don't need to get better? That's, a, that's, that's different. That's a skill set. That's learning to improve a skill someone has. And when you're talking about someone who's, excuse me, who's arrogant or someone who's pompous, like most politicians don't know what they're talking about, yet they act as if they do. They make laws and pronouncements and we see right through it. That's, that's not what we're looking for. In fact, what you just said is part of how we deal with the imposter syndrome is acknowledging I'm a competent rabbi. No one's going to discover anything. And I can improve. I can improve my communication skills. I can improve my, my counseling techniques, which I was in training for 40 years in the VA. We're, all of us as chaplains were undergoing training. And it wasn't because we didn't think we knew what we were doing. It's different techniques with different individuals. It's learning something new. So no, it's not about 
uh, hubris. It's not about hubris. It's about actually believing they will discover and I'll lose my job. I see your point, but I don't, I, only speaking for myself, when I do a project and somebody asks me to expand my capabilities past where I think I'm comfortable, I will actually say, uh, I, I'm not sure I can do this and I'm encouraged to try. And people are always surprised pleasantly so far, knock on wood, that I, I can do the job and no one is more surprised than I. But is that the imposter syndrome? No, that's not. That's, that's what we would talk about normal growth and development, developing skills to find out what we're capable of doing. That's different because you, you already feel you're capable, you're competent. No, no. It's this feeling that I don't have the skills, quality, credentials, whatever it might be to have this job and they're going to find out and I'm going to lose my job or worse. Uh, it'll end up on Facebook and it'll be ridiculed and made fun that I'm an imposter. I'm not the real deal in terms of my job. As an accountant, it doesn't matter what one's job is, that the imposter syndrome is very, very common. One of the most common expressions in the D.C. area, which is where we both reside, is it's better to beg for forgiveness than to ask for permission. But another aspect of that is the contracting game that goes on in the Washington area and how everybody bids on a project to win the project and then figures out how to do the project. Is that part of the process? That's truly being an imposter. That's not the syndrome because people aren't qualified to do the job they bid knowing they don't have the skills, knowing they don't have the talent and figuring, well, you're going to pay me big bucks. I'll find out how to do it. That's not the same thing. It's you have a, you're, you're in a job that you're qualified for. You're competent to do the job. You didn't get it by trickery. You didn't get it by outbidding someone. None of that foolishness was involved. You, you legitimately are a cartoonist and you are talented. But there are many points along the way where they are going to discover that I'm not the cartoonist. I'm not the accountant. I'm not the pilot. And it, it takes a lot of time. And part of it is we go into denial and we won't admit to ourselves. And as with everything we've talked about, like the steps the first step to dealing is admitting you have a problem or there is a problem and we need to do something rather than pretending nothing's wrong and everything's fine. You start off by saying, and we have a problem with immigration. We have a problem with homelessness. We have a problem with very expensive medical care compared to other industrialized countries. And so no one wants to say that they come up with all kinds of nonsense, so it can never be solved. Same with the imposter syndrome, is to say, I have this feeling. I feel as if someone's going to discover that I shouldn't be the rabbi. But what can be. we tell ourselves? What can, if I feel that way, if I feel like I'm not good enough to do the job that I have been doing for a long time now, um, what, what, what should I tell myself? 
what what is the uh, solution to this? What's a cure? Okay, the first step is what you just said. Acknowledge, I have this feeling of being an imposter. The next step is, with whom can I talk? Who do I trust? Not just anyone. Is there someone I can go to and talk about my skills? And it's someone that I trust their opinion and they're going to be honest. So let's say you've decided to take up ax throwing and you've decided for whatever it is you're going into competition and just not good at it. Well, you, you wanna, rather than pretending or anything else, you wanna have, find someone that can say, Joe, it's not a good idea. So this is the same process. Someone says, Joe, you don't have a talent for ax throwing. However, you do have a talent as an artist and cartoonist. So let's explore your feeling and let's talk about the criteria that you're using to reach the judgment that you're an imposter. And it's really a matter of self-awareness, talking. However, it's really helpful to talk to somebody else. So we need somebody else to, to, to bounce this off of. Yes, and to pull ourselves out of this imposter syndrome. And again, we wanna be careful because there are a lot of people out there that will play with your emotions or for a variety of reasons do other dastardly things. And so you wanna find a therapist, a counselor, clergy, rabbi, somebody maybe who isn't in the business, who doesn't have so a So we have to find an honest friend who's not yes, afraid exactly. to tell us the truth. Right, right. Like I would say, stop with the ax throwing before you or someone gets hurt as much as you might want to do that. And then I can say, your cartoons are excellent. You are a cartoonist. And the fact that some of them aren't as funny as you might think, or- What do you mean uh, by that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> some of them I don't get because I'm obtuse, doesn't mean that you're a, an imposter. It, it just has to do with skill and talent which is different from someone discovering that you're Millie Vanilli. Aren't they the ones that did the lip syncing? Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go with, with doing something and then getting caught at it. It, it. it wasn't the imposter syndrome. They were imposters. They were imitating. <laughs> and so they got caught, which is different from taking other singers and listening to the music and, and it's actually the imposter syndrome is very common among artists, both in the plastic arts, as well as in music and theater, because the artist begins to think, they'll discover I'm not a real actor. What's gonna happen to my career? And it, it takes a lot of time and energy to, to fight this, rather than saying you're competent and, just because you haven't won a prize in a field doesn't mean you're not competent in that field. It just means you haven't met the criteria for the Nobel or the Globe. Well, here's yeah. hoping we all find uh, an honest friend that can give us an opinion that we can rely upon. And I know I have an honest opinion in you, which I also can count, hopefully, as a friend. So thank you very much, Rabbi, for those words of wisdom. And I would extend that to anyone watching. 
that if you want to get in touch with me and run something by me, please, I'll be glad to help you. And you'll discover that you're not an imposter.